and then all hell broke loose Yes you are right it is not english neither hebrew not latin neither is it some bizarre tribal vernacular it is a poem written in a language without meaning or grammar it is a dada poem by hugo ball but what was the point to explain the profound significance of this poem one must understand the context hence I shall go back to the fateful summer morning of 1914 in Sarajevo, Bosnia. The successor of the Austro-Hungarian throne, Archduke Franz Ferdinand was on his way to visit a military exercise to be held in Sarajevo. Bosnians were under the rule of the Austro-Hungarian Empire and they did not like it. They wanted their own country. The Bosnian Serbs wanted freedom and their own rights and six young men with guns waited along the way to find an opportunity to kill the archduke well the route the motorcade was supposed to follow was different hence the gun wielding nationalists of Bosnia were supposed to miss the archduke but as luck had it the motorcade took a wrong turn and one of the young men gavrilo princip found himself standing right before the carriage carrying the archduke and his wife he did not let the opportunity go in vain he fired his gun and both were dead so what it was kind of a patriotic act right the oppressor was killed by a victim of aggression well indeed in serbia the 19 year old of june 28 1914 is still a hero his life size statue is observed with grand respect by millions in serbia but but there was something else too those few gunshots fired by gavrilo princip turned out to be one of the classic examples of butterfly effect in the history of mankind butterfly effect means a butterfly flaps its wings in delhi and the flutter of its little wings causes a storm in new york this means a small event of insignificance gathers such momentum that it ends up causing havoc far away the couple of bullets fired that day rapidly dismantled the equilibrium of coexistence among the various countries in europe The equilibrium of enmity and distrust was rattled. War began. World War 1. After those years in 1918 when the World War 1 ended, 20 million people were dead and 21 million wounded. And that did not spare the artists, poets and singers. 
in fact i feel like mentioning at this point that the poet and novelist guillaume apollonier who coined the very term surrealism eventually died of a head injury in world war 1 even before the war ended at the age of 38 in 1916 he was no exception but so many others returned crippled if not dead the violence and orgy of death wreaked havoc on the spirit of the creative souls the madness of the entire affair made them question the traditional values and morals in place they wanted to demolish every bit of convention in place a total destruction of the establishment and its protocols right after the outbreak of world war 1 a 26 year old artist hans richter making a rapid entry into the mainstream of the expressionist world of art was served the notice to join the war before heading for the war zone he met two poets for final farewell party they were buddies since many years but they had no hope to get back alive from the war in the end they made a promise to each other a strange one they would be meeting again after two years at some cafe in zurich switzerland if they remained alive and after 2 years hans richter back from the battlefield injured and broke entered the assigned cafe in crutches to find his two poet buddies were waiting for him and right at the next table were seated a few other young poets and artists tristan zara marcel janko and a couple of others in a few moments hans found himself in sync with the others all of them shared the same delusion about the world all of them believed that only a complete denial of the standard and practice would push the reset button of the disoriented world led by hugo ball an author and poet they ended up in a cafe in zurich convincing the owner that they would do something to increase the sale of coffee and snacks in the cafe they just needed some space thus cabaret voltaire was born they called it dada dada revolution Dada was not a movement it was a revolt against the established practice of life and why dada various meanings are associated with dada but i like one in particular they chose this combination of letters because a child often began to utter da 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 before it begins to actually speak they wanted a fresh beginning a clean slate in the cafe they began to sing recite enact strange nonsensical songs poems dramas every act was performed in a particular attire and absurd language paintings and illustrations appeared that made no direct sense in continuity with what was being painted until then chance factor was a key element in the whole affair nothing made any particular sense except the fact that the order of a world that did not make sense deserved to be disregarded the poem you heard made of meaningless words were recited in a ridiculously sing-song fashion was written by hugo ball when recited loudly in a chorus it created a trance like feeling in the crowd and i must talk a little about the beauty of such poem and its recitation The Indian spiritual legend Osho had advocated and practiced a peculiar form of meditation. 
the purpose of meditation is to clear the mind of the cobweb of convoluted and twisted train of thoughts one form of osho's meditation recommended loud speaking of all kind of incomprehensible nonsensical words since our thoughts are made up of images and words such ranting of meaningless sound bites tear up the tapestry of thinking soon it renders one's head totally blank and hence we call it a trance like state in a way this is exactly what the dadaists wanted a cleaning of the mind a total annihilation of the past a complete demolition of the norms only then the platform would be ready for a new beginning in some time the noise and chaos grew to such monumental proportions that the authorities began to be suspicious but ironically across the lane a few blocks away lived vladimir lenin Nobody bothered about the Russian silence existence but the dada actions were not taken in good spirit because of their strange activities while the Russian man was plotting a global revolution and ended up executing it Of course the dada movement survived too and changed the face of the world of art for good Soon dada revolt began to spread to the other parts of Europe and America appeared the artists like Marcel Duchamp, Francis Picabia, Hans Arp, Max Ernst, Man Ray and so on. Before I launch myself talking about the artistic aspects of Dada, let me ask you a question. Let us assume that you are extremely angry, frustrated and sad. In this mental condition, what is likely to be your reaction? Is it applying paint on canvas? Nah. expression of such bristling emotions are never painting but screaming you are likely to yell and scream perhaps more aggressive ones among you will throw things around and break a few tables and vases if you have the mailbox or whatsapp handy and know the email ids or the contact numbers of the people who antagonized you then you will shoot stinkers in ferocity This is what happened during the outbreak of the First World War. Dada revolt and it was not around art but around literature and performance of various kinds including incoherent songs and absurd music. Not art really. Of course, artists like Marcel Janco painted the posters of Cabaret Voltaire, Hans Richter did paint, but the primary medium of expression was not painting, but some kind of action in terms of sound or movement or in a while through physical objects of outrageous nature that spoke volumes loud enough without screaming. The pioneer Hugo Ball was not an artist, neither was Tristan Zara. Dada revolt spread like wildfire in Europe. I am sure had it been through painting it might not have made such an earth-shattering impact. But its primary mode of transmission was through medium of print, through magazines, journals and books. It was 1915 and if we look at the statistics of new titles published annually starting from the year 1800 we find that the numbers attained its peak at 1914 in France books were a craze among people there had been multiple factors driving the growth of the publishing industry 
One was of course the rapidly rising literacy rates among people. Printing was becoming cheaper and easier by every passing year. Newer and more efficient versions of printing machines appeared one after the other. The idea of advertising came in vogue and such advertising was through magazines. Just to give you an idea, all of the following magazines were launched during the period between late 19th century and mid 20th century. National Geographic magazine 1888. Life magazine as a medium of photojournalism 1936. Time magazine 1923. The Reader's Digest 1920. Vogue 1892. Coca-Cola's budget for advertising in 1901 was $100,000 which is an equivalent of 3.5 million dollar in today's context. The first commercially successful paperback book was published by Penguin in 1931. To top it all, there was no Facebook, no Instagram, there was no WhatsApp, no reel of 60 second. No TikTok video to give mini kick to one's comatose brain. In fact, movie industry was at its infancy. Only way to learn about what was happening around and also be entertained was through print media. How different those days must have been. If you are in mid 20s or younger, you will have difficulty imagining the ways of life at the time. Youngsters today have not seen hard copy letters being delivered by the postman. Neither are they privileged to receive or write a small note of love on a colored and scented piece of paper. WhatsApp has stolen those pleasures away from mankind. Of course, life became easier in many ways. I do not deny that, but things of utmost necessity turned defunct over time. I am 50 year old and nostalgia does not spare me after all as Milan Kundera said at the sunset of dissolution everything is painted with the color of nostalgia even the guillotine however i have deviated from the topic my topic is the dada revolt made use of the rise of the publishing industry and people's need for reading material Since the common folks of Europe were victims of the bloodbath of the war the revolutionary spirit of demolishing the tradition rhymed with the mass This is when a young man while strolling along the lanes of New York happened to stop by a shop for plumbing material and after deliberating over various articles like handles taps and so on zeroed in on a porcelain urinal He bought it and came back home with his friend. He was an artist who did not hold painting with very high regard and enjoyed chess over art. But yes, he was one of the directors of the Society of Independent Artists in New York, an establishment consisting of forward-thinking intellectuals who denied the conventions and traditions. It was just $1 for being a member and $5 for displaying each painting. any artist who paid this amount could be displayed in the show the young man turned the urinal upside down and signed off using a felt pen r mart 1970 it was not his name his name was marcel duchamp but he used this name for various reasons there was a daily comic strip called mart and zef the character mart 
was a compulsive gambler motivated only by greed. On the other hand, R stood for Richard. In French colloquialism, Richard stands for money bag, a rich bourgeois degenerate. And he named the urinal as the fountain. Duchamp sent the urinal to the committee along with the requisite few dollars. Since it was in pseudonym, nobody realized the identity of the actual sender. Arguments broke among the members and finally the fated damned urinal was smashed. But a photograph was captured by the renowned and respected photographer Alfred Stiglitz just a couple of days later. Perhaps it was another hastily made version of the original. But the fact that the fountain was photographed by such a revered photographer and gallery owner made it a talk of the town. As a whole, it was a caustic smirk, a sarcasm slapped on the face of the elevated nature of art. It was a mockery of the prevailing outlook that art was something delicate and holy. Now, we must notice the curious aspect that it was not some canvas painted with painstaking precision and patience that caused the sensation and shook the foundation of the community of artists and art lovers. It was a ready-made object and the public reactions that followed made it a sensation of unforgettable nature. We shall see that the urinal set a trend in the following years that remained the guiding force of the world of art until now. Let me consider another Dada artist, Francis Picabia. A contemporary of Duchamp, Picabia too was one of the main figures of Dada revolt. The same spirit ran through his veins too. Look for the painting Portrait of an American Girl in a State of Nudity on the Internet. What do you see? Ah, you expected the image of a naked woman, right? Perhaps in some kind of erotic posture. Hell, no. What you are looking at is the sketch of an automobile spark plug. Imagine that atrocity. Picabia compared the woman's sexuality with the spark plug that, when activated, sets the pistons ramming in and out of the cylinder of an internal combustion engine. Hence, it is an oblique reference to the sexual intercourse fired up by the fatal attraction of the woman. This was scandalous, naturally. Now, the cornerstone of Dada movement was acts of rebellion, acts of denial and defiance. Dada wanted to disregard every damned practice of the past. Protest and disruption do happen in silence as Mahatma Gandhi did, but there is a difference between the two. Silent protest is possible when the opponent is aware of you as an enemy. Hence, every act of yours is noticed without any effort in your part. In such situation, silent protest is louder because it is counterintuitive. But in this case, nobody cared a damn about some limping young artist or a vagabond poet. The continent of Europe was full of such nuisance. There was serious business taking place in the front line. Hence, these few thinking young individuals escaped to Switzerland thanks to its neutral state during the First World War and launched themselves into a process of so-called nonsensical actions to rubbish all standard ways of life. This means Conventional painting was not the means of Dada revolt really. It could not have been. 
whatever was done had to be outrageous by nature to shock the bourgeois population from their stupor be it a poem written out of meaningless words or playing disturbingly chaotic music or sending an urinal for exhibition but blanket denial of everything in order renders one homeless if the entire existence is scrapped then one cannot exist this was exactly the crisis i believe the dadaists encountered even if it is said often that dada revolt did not lead to surrealism yet i feel there was definitely a connection i shall explain how since dada disregarded absolutely everything in the consciously perceived world the dada proponents turned into refugee of so called conscious living what was the option left for them then to take resort to the unconscious and coincidentally there was freud at the time his art shaking theories of unconscious and subconscious became a lifeline for the artists poets and the writers rejecting the organized living of the conscious they ventured into the realm of the unconscious and painting could be an outlet for an unconscious mind there entered max ernst hans arp and a little later salvador dali but you see people often romanticize while advising a person in conundrum they say follow your heart it sounds very comforting and generous as well as life friendly but then they never tell that there is a massive traffic jam on the way of the heart that is exactly what happened when the surrealists began to paint the unconscious the popular medium was oil but when the artist submitted himself to the unconscious for painting there was no deliberate and calculated pause before applying one patch of paint over the other it may take days for oil paint to dry or at least on the surface so that the overlapping stroke of paint would not be mixed up with the previous layer but when your hand is guided automatically by your dream like state of trance you do not consider these things you will apply one layer over the other right away this posed a challenge the final image on the canvas was no way close to what was expected there was only one option left they had to change the method automatism did not permit careful shading hence they took recourse to a new idea called photomontage or in simple words collage have a look at the famous paintings by max ernst the founder of dada in cologne chapter who turned to surrealism later one thing we cannot overlook that the collage and photomontage had a structural similarity with picasso's cubism of course the surrealists did not accept the influence but as the idea of surrealism moved further with the advent of artists like dali the whole affair of automatism kind of shifted to something like deliberate automatism well there is no such term coined by the art historians but i am saying so to explain the contradictory nature of the method in fact this eventually resulted in artists like dali reducing surrealism to mere visual illusion the shift from automatism to the depiction of the unconscious meant 
encountering some vision in a dreamlike state and then holding on to the image in memory to depict the same with systematic deliberation to understand what i mean have a look at the painting pieta or a revolution by night by max ernst pieta is an italian word it refers to the virgin mary holding the dead body of the christ on her lap but in this painting ernst replaced mary by his father and christ by himself he looks like a grown up in simple dress but in stiff trance like state the painting is rooted in his childhood when he supposedly once ran away in night shirt and ended up with some pilgrims who loved the angelic face of the child and compared him with the baby jesus when he returned home his father commemorated the episode by painting baby jesus with his son's face now i assume that this experience probably made a deep impact in the artist when he was a child it settled in his unconscious mind now as for the unconscious mind i must mention that the artists of the time were highly influenced by the theories of freud and freud's theory says that when a known person appears in a dream he or she appears as a substitute of someone else perhaps that is why ernst replaced mary with his father because in his dream his father appeared as a substitute of his mother and being adored by his mother was a reference to the sensational freudian oedipus complex oedipus complex talks about the desire of the son to replace his father by himself in the eyes of the mother as a subject of affection now now i know it is sounding like a riddle by now well surrealism is the domain of the irrational in any case an arena of illusion unconscious even if freud dismissed the claim of the surrealists that their paintings are pictorial depictions of what freud expounded yet the surrealist band was dedicated to freud in fact freud told dali after seeing his painting metamorphosis of the narcissus it is not the unconscious i see in your painting but the conscious freud made it very clear that the surrealists were picking up motifs from the psychoanalysis and planting the same on canvas carefully to give the canvas a look of the unconscious in simple words freud said that the surrealist paintings were deliberate and conscious expressions of what the artist might have experienced in dream it is tricky no doubt even if the paintings of john miro or max ernst were not made in a trance while being totally unconscious yet those were depictions of their unconscious state of mind sometime in the past the trouble was in my view the excuse of the unconscious dali in course of time in my opinion shifted to pure visual illusion empowered with extraordinary degree of skill his illusionistic paintings captured the fancy of the viewers for their engaging nature his paintings as if beckoned the viewers into a dream like land at times violent or forbidding but in the end beyond the illusionistic aspect and the photorealistic finishing of distorted objects of familiarity there was nothing more of course some of dali's early paintings were captivating in every sense but later they turned into mere illusionistic stunt without much to say 
We shall discuss about Dali in another episode because Dali cannot be explained in couple of sentences and it is necessary to talk about Salvador Dali in depth because some contemporary artists are so heavily influenced by Dali that they imitated his style blindly in fact i came across one painting by a young artist where he even painted the face of dali in the center of the life size canvas i must say that it is a bad influence because these young artists are getting some quick commercial return due to the same reason that made dali successful the visual illusion and supernatural skill but this is a misuse of skill there is no point in putting on some nice dazzling clothes over a skeleton it is fooling the viewer by the way even surrealism was not an art movement originally it was around literature and various kind of performance it was the brainchild of andre breton who was an author of course the term was coined several years ago by the poet apollonier While describing surrealism I cannot help but talk about the pivotal role played by women in the whole movement my own life revolves around art and I come across so many talented artists regularly ironically many of them are women indeed this indicates that the creative faculty is stronger in women than in men men in the bid to prove commercially smart and expert in worldly affairs tend to lose the creative faculty over time most men would say yes in childhood i used to paint or read poetry men get into serious business more important than art or literature the surrealist way was to sink into the unconscious and emerge with the gems and jewels underneath the conscious level of the mind To do this woman was the only guide I shall share a painting of Rene Marguerite the hidden woman this appeared in the last issue of La Révolution Surréaliste in 1929 if you notice closely something strange is there of course there is this woman looking away but around her there are portraits of the male poets and artists of surrealist movement Each of them is in a trance like state with their eyes closed. The very spirit of surrealists was to sink into the unconscious of the mind and woman led them to the mysterious cornucopia of the unconscious. Why? Because the woman had the key to enter the door of the unconscious. The woman was the resident of the unconscious. The woman only could teach the man to shake off the frets of the materialistic prison of daily mundane affairs and walk into the unknown of the unconscious. In fact, often in surrealistic paintings, woman had been shown without the head, but the men followed her in complete submission. This was to convey that the woman held the spirit of the unconscious whereas the men had to discard their conscious self to be able to follow the woman into the richness of the depth of mind I referred the aforementioned painting by Rene Marguerite to explain that it was realized long ago that the faculty of creativity is much stronger in women than in men 
after all nobody can deliberately be creative of course in corporate world often there are days allocated for creativity executives gather and lock themselves up inside a conference room with coffee and biscuit for 8 hours to churn their creative spirit naturally they emerge empty handed but having a faculty and being able to express it in terms of painting or literature are two different things at this point yes society comes in picture for a woman it was and is more challenging to express her unconscious in brazen boldness than that for a man interestingly the real life experience of andre breton himself explains why it was not possible to live in the state of unconscious permanently and keep painting or writing one day breton came across a strange woman who appeared to be an embodiment of surrealistic philosophy her face her way of walking her dresses everything implied as if she came straight out of the realm of the unconscious he befriended her and soon they became lovers her name was nadza breton was smitten by her dialogues and demeanor rhyming in perfect harmony with his surrealistic spirit but as time passed by breton began to be uncomfortable how come she spoke all the time as if from the depth of some kind of haze how come uh, the most mundane of the affairs of life too turned into surrealistic poem or vision how could it be possible for someone to cope with such a human in perpetual trance eventually their affair ended with nadza dying in a mental asylum Their affair explains why the surrealists had to shuttle between the conscious and unconscious for survival. They gathered the elements from the unconscious but organized them on canvas in deliberate consciousness. Nobody could live in the trance forever. So, this was the story of Dada and surrealism. Now I shall get back to the original question of what made some of these artists famous and rich. was it their great work or it was something more after all dada and surrealism both were dramatic shifts away from the conventions of the past then how come the world did not ignore marcel duchamp picabia max ernst or salvador dali how did they escape the grind of van gogh or cezanne at the onset of first world war picasso was at his early 30s and already an artist of renown Cubism was the spirit of the day. At that time, Marcel Duchamp, a young artist who moved to Paris, painted Nude Descending the Staircase number no. 2. Movie was at its infancy at the time. The challenge of depicting motion on canvas captivated the young Marcel Duchamp. Cubism was not his goal, but conveying motion was. He painted the image quite similar to the way it was done in the Indian classical painting. It is very unlikely that the idea was borrowed from the Indian style but essentially it was similar. The figure in movement was painted more than once with multiple overlaps. In Indian classical paintings the object in movement used to be painted many times at different locations on the same canvas. However, the painting Nude Descending Stairs was displayed at the Salon de Independence in 1912. it drew good enough attention but the most interesting part was picasso liked it now at this point let us look at the painting 
it was not cubism but there is no denying that the representation of overlapping shapes do remind us of cubism the trend was cubism at that time even if this painting was done in a very different manner yet due to its outwardly resemblance with cubist artworks it did not skip the eyes of the viewers it did not appear completely new it resonated the trends of the day at the same time it felt like something new a ideal recipe to capture the fancy of the market now consider what happened as i said picasso liked the painting when he saw it in the exhibition walter patch was an american art critic historian and curator who played a key role in the development of modern art in america during early 20th century he took particular interest in picasso's art and planned to organize a major exhibition in new york for the artists in europe the armory show primary goal was to display picasso but he was on the hunt for others too picasso listed a few names for him to look for and that note had one name duchamp picasso was not sure of the name of the young artist whose work he liked and when walter patch saw the painting new descending stairs he was blown over he loved it so much that quickly he got the canvas packed and shipped to america for exhibition Eventually the painting turned out to be a grand success in America too and Duchamp launched himself straight into the thick of the world of art but ironically Duchamp soon lost all his spirit in conventional art form particularly painting he did that inverted bicycle wheel and a few more stuff like that that later turned out to be game changer of the very conception of what the word art stood for but he himself lost interest in a big way his passion turned out to be chase then the world then the world war broke he left paris for new york then came the inverted urinal we discussed that already at length you see marcel duchamp's coming to fame happened due to his early painting new descending the stairs It was not something too radical. It had an element of newness for the western eye, but it was kind of reflection of the existing cubist spirit. To top it all, the connecting link was Picasso himself, who was already an imposing personality in the western world of art. Hence, despite launching something outrageous like the urinal or let us say conceptual art itself, Duchamp did not have to struggle to get noticed in the crowd. Then the question is did he make a lot of money? The answer is no. He survived well but never became rich. I cannot help but talk about a curious example from his life. By the time he was 40, Duchamp felt like settling down with a wife. And so he did. He married. Lady was a beautiful young lady of 24, the daughter of a wealthy and established businessman. One of her friends told her that uh, there was an artist who could not manage to find a wife for himself and also had a temporary cash flow issue. The cause of his financial problem was also rather unusual. Until his parents were alive, he received a modest allowance for survival, but after their death, Duchamp quickly spent all the money he inherited in buying sculptures of Brancusi from an auction arranged by John Quinn. 
the sculptures did not produce any wealth to do so as time passed by the sculptures became nothing more than stone blocks leading him to crisis without any source of money but lady's father was wealthy enough she went to meet the middle-aged artist lady was curious the meeting went well quickly they decided to marry Perhaps one of the intentions of Tushon behind the marriage was to get a source of living because Lidi came from a rich family. But the contract of marriage assured a mere 2,500 francs. It was a shock for both the bride and the bridegroom. However, the honeymoon took off well. They hopped from one restaurant to the other across Paris. And eventually, when they came back home, the apartment of Tushon proved shocking for the new wife. The apartment was occupied by three objects, Duchamp himself and a trunk. Besides these stone sculptures, of course, the trunk had some photographs of Duchamp, but nothing else. Even then, Lady tried to manage living with his newfound husband in romantic thrill. But soon, Duchamp appeared to be keener on some other things like chase, his photographer buddy, Man Ray, and his smoking pipe. Duchamp made it clear that he felt the need to earn money to sustain a decent living, but not for both of them. He could pursue that only for himself. The interminable stretches of his chess matches with Man Ray bored Lady so much that she once in the middle of the night got up in a rage and glued all the pieces of chess to the board in fury. Finally, before even the first anniversary, Lady packed her things and left Duchamp for good. Eventually, Duchamp became the founding father of the contemporary art. Even this day, his early conceptual arts are being presented to the world in this form or the other. Artists are growing famous by shocking the world by playing the same underlying technique of declaring an atrociously mundane object as a work of art. For instance, the banana with duct tape by Murazio Catalan is nothing other than such a stunt. I say stunt because it doesn't have the novelty anymore. It is used and abused a dozen times or more since then. But Duchamp did not become rich in his lifetime. Let us consider Di Chirico. Who found him? No, not art lovers in general. When he displayed his unusual paintings at 1930 Salon, it was Picasso and Apollonaire who noticed the unknown artist and Kiriko entered the mainstream. Soon, his dreamlike images in unusual settings composed of disconnected objects captured the fancy of the upcoming surrealists. But by that time, the surrealists began to describe his paintings as surreal. Kiriko changed his style of painting. After his brief stay in Italy during the First World War, he began to switch back to the old classical styles of Renaissance masters. His old paintings remained in vogue, but the artist himself drifted away from the style and refused to be typecast as another surrealist. Unlike Picasso, he did not make a lot of money. Neither did he grow into a living legend. Rather, until his final day on earth, he remained a pariah because of his abandonment of the original style. His old paintings were published and respected by the modern surrealists and at the same time, the new ones were ignored and hated by the same people. In the end, even D. Kiriko is known to us today mainly because Picasso found him. 
and think over Picasso was not a surrealist himself Picasso's cubism was already a thing of the past when De Quirico appeared in the theater of art Similarly take the example of Dali Do you think Dali emerged from nowhere with his melting clock No at the age of 12 Dali went to live at his family summer house In the neighborhood was the summer house of the artist Roman Pichot Picasso's friend of course Pichot himself lived in Montmartre those days but his brother was present in the summer house Dali became friend with his brother Pepito The connection was established though a distant one after some years Dali had exhibited his painting the seated girl seen from the back at an exhibition in Barcelona Picasso visited the exhibition and found his painting very striking he was so impressed that he asked Paul Rosenberg to contact the artist and send a photograph of the same hence Dali definitely got connected to Picasso at an early age Soon when Dali made his journey to Paris the first thing he did was to visit Picasso and show one of his paintings Picasso saw Dali's paintings for 15 minutes but made no comment He took Dali to his studio and revealed one painting after the other Dali was spellbound by the force of Picasso's personality and his paintings but Dali too left the studio dumbfounded without any comment The point is Dali too got entangled with the living legend just like de Quirico did therefore the rise of these legends did not happen out of the blue it was a kind of continuity as well as coincidence that made it happen frankly speaking we never know how many geniuses were lost just because they never crossed the path of picasso or other powerful personalities of the day we shall never hear the names of such missing masters Now we shall talk about the most curious development of this period. It was the sudden rise of media in terms of magazine, newspaper, followed by television. In the absence of these, there was no way to advertise or promote a particular brand or personality. But the advent of these mediums made it possible. And how did newspapers want to gain the attention of the public? Newspapers wanted sensational stories, scandalous characters. As the saying goes, dog bites man doesn't make a news, but man bites dog does. Also mass production of commodities demanded that various brands cornered focus of the public. The medium was news and advertisement. Therefore we find a peculiar trend coming up from this period the names of each artist we know had unusual lifestyles and personalities almost all of them lived a dramatic life filled with suspense at times sad painful or scandalous in a nutshell each one was essentially worth becoming news in other words those artists captured the attention of the media whose behaviors were outrageous or whose lives were full of peculiar twists and turns we do not find one artist known to history since those days who lived a regular life hence the criteria of being famous during this period onwards was not restricted to the type and quality of the art alone but the shock factor associated with the art and the artist himself or herself simply because shock factor qualified them for news the story goes more or less the same until this day only the spread and nature of media have widened 
newspapers and magazines in the form of printed hard copies have lost their ground the internet has taken over social media is the driver but in the end it is the race of what gives the strongest kick to the public what wins the race of cornering the attention of the users to establish my point i shall talk about three artists of the modern and contemporary time in the following few episodes the life of frida kahlo salvador dali and jackson pollock will make you realize how counterintuitive and radically unique lives they lived not deliberately but naturally